Is Eli Lilly stock a smart buy right now? That's the big question we're tackling today. Welcome to Global Value, and in this video, we're going to dive deep into a thorough analysis of Eli Lilly, LLY stock, emulating none other than Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time. We're going to look at the key numbers that Buffett values most, and then we'll calculate three different fair values for Eli Lilly to really understand what it's worth in today's market. Make sure you watch with me till the end because our combined fair value and rating might just take you by surprise. And there's more. I'll also reveal a crucial bonus metric that could be the deciding factor when adding LLY stock to your portfolio. So is Eli Lilly a sweet opportunity waiting to be seized? Let's find out together. Right now, Eli Lilly stock trades for $595.19 per share. 2023 has been very good to the business. Their stock price is up 62.5%. This beats the market where the S&P 500 is up only 19%. In the last five years, Eli Lilly is one of the top performing stocks. They've compounded at 40% annually. In the last decade, this is the same story. They're compounding at 28% annually. They're also one of the best stocks over this time. When we go back before the global financial crisis, things are more down to earth for the company. Eli Lilly has compounded at 13.5% annually in this time. Most of their outperformance has come since the middle of 2021. But this isn't all for shareholders. Right now, Eli Lilly pays a modest 0.74% dividend yield. Their average dividend yield is added to these returns in their stock. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Eli Lilly? Right now, they trade $35 below their 52-week high. They trade nearly double their 52-week low. Still, there's not much short interest with just 0.7% of their shares sold short. And how big is Eli Lilly? They're huge. One of the largest pharmaceutical companies, they have a $533 billion market cap. So what does Eli Lilly actually do? Eli Lilly is a drug firm with a focus on neuroscience, cardiometabolic, cancer, and immunology. Lilly's key products include Verzenio for cancer, Mounjaro, Jardins, Trulicity, Humalog, and Humalin for diabetes, and Tolts and Illumiant for immunology. The company was founded in 1876 and it's headquartered in Indianapolis, Indiana. Now with that understanding, let's dive deep into their numbers and look at Eli Lilly similar to how Warren Buffett would. Starting with metric number one, we want their average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. A normal business earns 7% returns on capital. When we look for a benchmark that's double this, we can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Eli Lilly earns very stable, very steady returns on capital coming in in the high 20%. When these are averaged out, they earn 29.2% average returns in a given year over this time. That's four times better than a normal business. This is a huge check on metric number one. Eli Lilly gets a lot out of their assets. Metric number two, we want to see growth in their sales, earnings, and free cash flows to support their high returns. In the last five years until today, Eli Lilly has grown their sales by 49%. Their earnings are up by 54%. However, the company's free cash flows have declined by 34%. When we look at their cash flow statement more closely, we can see this came from a few different things. One, they've increased their capital expenditures by $1.6 billion from 2018. They also had a $1.5 billion change in their other net operating assets, and they took a $1.7 billion charge in their other operating activities. Together, that was nearly $5 billion in charges, which is why their free cash flows are down. It's something you'd want to dig into and learn more about. Because of those, this is an X on metric number two. Metric number three, we want to see earnings per share growth. This looks at Eli Lilly from the view of an individual shareholder. 
In this time, we learned their earnings have grown by 54%, but that's not all for shareholders. Eli Lilly has also bought back 12.5% of their shares outstanding. This increases the ownership of existing shareholders without them having to spend a dime. Fewer shares and more earnings means Eli Lilly has grown their earnings per share. It's a check on metric number three. So far, Eli Lilly has two checks and one X. Can they keep the strong performance going? In metric number four, we want to see free cash flow per share growth. This looks pretty similar. While the company had grown their free cash flows from 2018 until 2022, the company grew their free cash flows into 2022, where they brought in $5.10 for each share that they had outstanding. In their last 12 months, because of those other charges we saw, Eli Lilly only brought in $1.53 for each share that they had. This means their free cash flows per share are down from where they were at in 2018. It's another X on metric number four. Eli Lilly is split evenly. They have two checks and two X's through four metrics. Before we look at the company's balance sheet and get into our valuation estimates, how about we check in on our bonus? Right now, Eli Lilly pays a modest 0.74% dividend yield, but is this safe and can this keep growing in the future? That's what we want to figure out in our bonus. We want their dividends to be covered by their free cash flows. This has been the case in all of the last five fiscal years for Eli Lilly. They grew their dividends over this time. The company has continued to grow their dividends into their last 12 months as well. However, in that time, their free cash flows don't support their dividends. Eli Lilly may think that these are one-time expenses for the business, but it's still not great that they would just continue to pay out dividends that they aren't able to cover by their free cash flows. It's not what we want to see on our bonus, which means it's an X. Eli Lilly's ability to grow their free cash flows could be in danger in the future. In recessions, it's businesses with too much debt that can have the biggest losses and even go broke. In metric number five, we want their net debt to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five years. In this time, Eli Lilly has added on to their net debt position. They had $3 billion worth in 2018. This grew to $14 billion of net debt in 2022. Today, this is the highest it's been. They have $17 billion of net debt. But when we add up their free cash flows in their last five years, Eli Lilly brought in $24.4 billion worth. This is enough to support their net debt position. They're able to bring in enough free cash flow to cover the leverage they use in their business. This is a check on metric number five. Eli Lilly looks like it brings in enough free cash flows to comfortably support their debt. So they seem to be in decent financial shape. Now, how much is Eli Lilly potentially worth? The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Eli Lilly's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. This is the first of three of our valuation methods. If it's the case, it gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. Right now, Eli Lilly has a $550 billion enterprise value. This adds their market cap and their net debt position together to look at Eli Lilly like it's a private business. In the last five years, we learned they brought in $24.4 billion of free cash flow. This means they bring in $4.9 billion in an average year over this time. When we divide that by their enterprise value, we get a small 0.9% average free cash flow yield. Today, they brought in $2.8 billion in their last 12 months. When that's divided by their enterprise value, we only get a 0.5% current free cash flow yield. That's 5 and 10 times less than what we're looking for, respectively. This means Eli Lilly doesn't look attractive compared to the 10-year treasury. On metric number 6, it's an X for the company. Don't just throw the company out. You're going to want to watch for our other two estimates before you stay till the end of the video to see our fair market value and their rating. Everything we've covered so far is important, but there's something missing. This, in my opinion, is the main reason to look at Eli Lilly. 
it takes us to use a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. We're going to use historical assumptions to grow their free cash flows into the future. It's up to you to figure out if that'll be accurate or not. Eli Lilly has not been that predictable in their past, despite their really solid stock performance. This means it's a rougher estimate for Eli Lilly than it would be for some other types of companies. We're going to take an average of their free cash flows in their last three fiscal years. Then, if we assume these grow at 8% in each of the next 10 years, and then in the following decade, if these only grow at 5% annually, we're also going to add in their book value to give an estimate of their net worth. If we want a market-beating 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments, at today's valuation multiples, a rough estimate of Eli Lilly's fair value per share is only around $67. That's down a ton from their stock price. So why the big discrepancy? Simply put, it's because Eli Lilly trades at sky-high valuation multiples. Right now, they trade for nearly 17 times sales on a humongous half-trillion-dollar business. This comes as they trade for a P.E. ratio of 110 times and a price-to-owner earnings of 313 times. Almost across the board, they're at the max of where they've traded for their valuations. It's way above where they've been at in the last 10 years. Because of this, even without any progress in their underlying business, Eli Lilly's stock would have gone up by a lot. Based on their P.E. alone, their stock would have more than tripled. Eli Lilly is trading at some very lofty multiples. We're going to take a guru focus for Eli Lilly as well. This is a rough estimate just like our DCF model because of their lack of predictability. It's based on where they trade compared to past multiples, analyst estimates for the future, and their business predictability. Right now it comes in at $346 per share for Eli Lilly. Keep in mind this isn't financial advice and you need to do what's right for your personal investment situation. So far, we've looked at most of the numbers Warren Buffett cares about, but it's the qualities of a business that are even more important to him. Why don't we learn what these are for Eli Lilly? We're going to start with a long thesis first. Number one, Lilly is developing a new Alzheimer's drug, which could become a major blockbuster, especially because the FDA appears to have a lower threshold for approval for this disease. Number two, Lilly's cancer drug, Verzenio, reported strong data in early-stage breast cancer, opening up the potential to be the first CDK4-6 drug to launch in this multi-billion dollar market. Number three, Lilly is creating the next generation of diabetes and weight loss drugs that hold major market potential given the high prevalence of these diseases. But it's not all sunshine and roses for the company, let's look at a short thesis as well. Number one, the risks to success for Alzheimer's drugs remain high in both clinical development and insurance coverage. Number two, several of Lilly's next-generation diabetes drugs could lead to cannibalization of current approved Lilly drugs. Number three, competition to weight loss drug Mounjaro could increase significantly over the next three years. Now it's the moment you've been waiting for. Let's put Lilly's qualities and numbers together as we combine our estimates and figure out their fair market value as we give a rating. This far in our stock analysis of Eli Lilly, stock ticker LLY, we learned they go three for six on our select six analysis. They earn very high returns and they've grown their sales and their earnings, but because of some charges that may be one off for the company, their free cash flows are down. They've also bought back 12.5% of their shares. Even with declining free cash flows, they can support their debt loads. The big knock to the company seems to be its valuations. They trade at some pretty insane multiples for a half trillion dollar business. Because of this, Warren Buffett doesn't own Eli Lilly. But what super investors do? Eli Lilly is owned by these four super investors. It's a decent sized position in Chase Coleman's Tiger Global Management Fund, but it's a pretty small holding for the other three. 
when we put everything in our analysis together for Eli Lilly, it looks like right now their fair value per share is around $173. That's down way up. That's down a lot from their current stock price, but they last traded at those levels at the beginning of 2021. You need to be patient. Keep in mind this isn't financial advice and you need to do what's right for you personally. Our fair value is way below the street target price of $611 for Eli Lilly. Right now, it looks like Eli Lilly is significantly overvalued. They trade for huge multiples despite having some great signs in their business. If you enjoyed today's LLY stock analysis, share your thoughts in the comments and watch this next video.